I'm Danny Kelly, host of the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. And from now until the draft, we are turning our feed into the Ringer NFL Draft Show to talk all things draft with me, Danny Heifetz, Ben Solak, and Craig Horlbeck. Check us out on Tuesdays and Thursdays and search the Ringer NFL Draft Show. My Eagle enthusiasts, it's Fairway Rollin' presented by FanDuel. Major season is here and you can get in on all the long drives, big putts, and major moments with FanDuel. Check out live PGA Tour bets like longest drive, round leaders, matchups, birdie or better, and more. Plus, track every shot in the app and watch select par three holes while you place your bets, download the app today and bet with FanDuel, the official betting operator of the PGA Tour. Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. You must be 21 years old or older and present in select states. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Evernorth Health Services. Costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and Evernorth is doing everything in their power to make that possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best. It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that'll benefit your bottom line. It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible because they're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. And welcome to this golf podcast, unlike any other. Oh yes, my friends, this is Fairway Rollin! Golf podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I am your starter, Joe House. My birdie buddies, my eagle enthusiasts, my par-saving pals. Why don't we keep doing golf podcasts? The official golf season is underway. We're still enjoying the Masters Afterglow. And there is yet another elevated event with a gigantic $20 million purse on the clock and on the agenda. I am joined by my incomparable, unparalleled, accomplice RPGA Tour boots on the ground, Nathan Hubbard. It's a two-ball because we're still recovering from the Masters Marathon. But look, we are up for this. The weather is perfect. We're throwing a peg in the ground. Let's get this thing rolling. Nate Dog, how you feeling, buddy? Is there such a thing as too much golf? Hell no! Oh, no. We're just, no getting, way. Star- we're just getting started, buddy. I love it. Let's go. Uh... 
it's been a lot, House, but it's like we don't even get a breather. Rom's already on the ground. He's still wearing his green master shoes in Harbortown right now. He shouldn't take them off. In fact, if it he was shouldn't. me, I'd be wearing the jacket around as well. Now, he has respect. He he's he doesn't he this isn't the only jacket he intends to win, so he Fair he's enough. he's going to be, you know, uh respectful about it, but here's the thing, uh Nate Dog Everybody was paying attention to golf over the weekend. The Masters just caught the best rating of any golf telecast the past five years. We're talking about the Sunday affair. And I think it was helped by the fact that it fell on Easter Sunday. There was some, uh, you know, consideration around does, does Easter have a beneficial impact or a negative impact on how the ratings might play out. Um, I know that Shitty I was NBA with, games. I was with my family. Was starting you and me. I didn't. I. I mean, you know, I'm. I'm a deep NBA guy. I'm on I this know. this podcast network twice a week at a minimum, sometimes three times a week. Deep in the NBA, I didn't care about any of those NBA games. The only yeah. one that I cared about was Minnesota and New Orleans, and Rudy Gobert yes. made it extra exciting by punching his teammate. Um, but the Masters was on everybody's TV. Sunday afternoon into the evening because, you know, the nice thing about Easter is you go and handle your, your religious observation, perhaps if, if, if you're of that uh, inclination, the first part of the day, and then you can convene with family middle of the day into the evening. You can have a nice uh, Easter lunch, a nice Easter dinner. It can be somewhere in between there. There's no reason not to have the masters on with church. It it really is. And there's really no reason not to have the masters on. Right. Yeah. So, and so it comes down to the big question about this. I mean, first of all, there's a bigger question than this, but this is the highest rated Masters since the final round of 2018, which is when Patrick Reed won. How could it possibly, how could it possibly, like, how is Tiger's final round not higher than Patrick Reed's final round? You know why? Because it was in the morning. Because it was bad weather. They had to beat weather. It was done by one o'clock or so. He went out. And that's you know, why. Yeah, yeah. They they showed a replay of it in the sort of, sort of normal prime time hour uh, mm. uh, uh, in tw- 2019, but everybody already knew that Tiger won, so mm. it didn't catch that that late afternoon Sunday, you know, set of eyeballs. Wow. Interestingly, here on the West Coast, I I was up at five thirty watching the third round finish because that's when so much was so listen it started really early here too and we we still had ratings but that comes to the to the really big question which is was this because of the timing and the circumstances a b was this because of factors like full swing and the general expansion of the sport c was this because there were a number of live guys nipping at the heels of a PGA Tour guy. And 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 there's a D, I would say. In addition, it, it follows from the proposition of, of the full swing thing. But it, I think these elevated events have had the effect of grabbing more eyes, more mm-hmm. of the sporting public consciousness, because you are seeing your the PGA Tour is getting exactly what it hoped for in terms of, headlines that where its best players are playing 
in in big time events against each other more often. So if you turn on Sports Center, yeah. you see you see the, the the best guys' names more often than not. And this first quarter of the year is jam packed with that. So that's A B C D. And my answer is yes. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's all yeah. of the above. It's E. All of those yeah. factors definitely at play in terms of the overall interest. And it doesn't hurt to have a guy in the form of Brooks Kepka that won a whole bunch of major championships in a really concentrated time frame that, you know, folks haven't heard from for a little bit, but people still associate Brooks Kepka with major champion winner. That's worth a, a look. He has a certain, um, you know, champion charisma and folks that are casual observers know John Rahm sort of generally. So I think there was a, a an interest in seeing uh, um, a heavyweight hand-to-hand uh, -hand combat. It, and, and how much do you think the Jordan Spieth-Phil Mickelson pairing contributed? I, I, I'm a little bit skeptical because, A, those guys didn't really start heating up until the back, at least Phil in particular. But also, like, you didn't know that that pairing was happening until later in the day. So at the same time, hey, we got social media and at the swipe of a thumb, you know what's happening. It, it really is a fascinating study into our consumption habits in, in live sports. It would have been really interesting if those guys had been closer to the top, right? Because yes. those, those names absolutely 10,000% drive eyeballs. So if there was an indication, you know, in the first part of the day that those guys were going to be among the final groups to go off uh, at the very end of, of the tournament, that for sure would have been a driver of eyeballs for and sure. consumption. Those guys weren't in the mix until they were in the no, mix. No, I mean, and the, it was the, awesome. The leader was at yeah, the leader was at thirteen, and I think Phil was down at one at one point, and that's that's fine. It was awesome viewing, but I, it is uh, it is a little bit perplexing as to whether or not those two guys in a group and and doing the run that they did was responsible for those for those ratings. And if not, then wow, is that great news for the PGA Tour? Because don't forget, Tiger Woods withdrew in the morning. He was out. So th this was not his, it, historically, it's been all Tiger and that's it. So this just speaks to, I think, the fact that perhaps we are moving into an era where the general uh, quality and skill level of this upper echelon of players is enough to carry the day. And, and that suggests that actually we do have growing the game potential. So I think it's, I think it's really good news. I, I, it's I've heard some things about Netflix full swing of late that it absolutely blew the numbers out of the water and that a oh, lot, a lot of people have. What have does seen that this. mean? Like in, I, in terms of like overall viewership? Yes. And so I suspect and, and we'll get more data over the course of the next couple of weeks. But I suspect that the viewership data here, we're going to have a lot of casually interested Watchers, Brooks was featured in an episode of Full Swing. And so people understood who this was in many, many ways. And there was a heck of a lot of social chatter about the tournament. Obviously, the quality of the golf was great. The the, the different views of the course were great. But I, I'm going to be fascinated to see if we drew in some first-time watchers to this tournament. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know how you parse that. Um, but the overall rising tide impact of all of the reasons that you listed out, including full swing. I will say this as a deep golf, 
you know, nerd, I didn't love Full Swing, and we went through our own various, you know, observations and criticisms of it, but they did an incredible job of marketing that thing, and they picked yes. an absolutely brilliant time on the calendar to push it out. They owned the week that it that it came out, and all mm -hmm. of, of the content across uh, many, many sporting channels, not just golf, hit on that that um that show so great job by those guys circling the calendar properly and and pushing that that thing out the really interesting show will be next year's show fingers crossed yes. <laughs> that's yes. the one that i want to watch but let's do some 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 winners and losers well we will uh channel our good pal megan schuster who got um her own winners and losers list up on the ringer.com Still timely, still relevant. Check it out right now if you uh, want to just, you know, linger in this Masters moment for a little bit longer because it's really delightful. What a wonderful Masters we enjoyed. Um, I, I have been very curious to see the ongoing commentary, the knock-on effects, the reaction to the outstanding performance of Phil Mickelson and Brooks Kepka. Mm -hmm and Patrick Reed in the Masters, and whether or not there is anything to um, conclude about bigger picture elements um, relating to the tour that they, they play golf for right now. Um, how have you been sort of consuming that stuff, and, and what's your sense as to some of the takeaways? I'm still in the place I was on Sunday night, which is I am really happy that these guys played. I think we have dispensed with the myth that they're somehow being, their skills are diminishing by playing 54 hole, no cut events at the moment anyway. But at the same time, it's very clear that those are not bringing out the competitive fire or drive in these guys. And that therefore the events themselves cannot possibly be living up to the potential because these guys already have the money in their pocket and it isn't a prestigious thing to win a tournament over there. Phil and Patrick Reed get over to this tournament and holy crap, they've still got it. And so I think it does speak. It's just purely about incentives and the way that human beings respond psychologically to incentives. And I think that is a product problem for Liv. I do not believe that if Brooks Kepka had won the Masters, that the viewership on the CW network would have spiked around Liv. They still have a core product challenge. And I think we kind of got a sense. I think the guys who really learned that more than anyone this week were the Liv guys because they were thrilled. So obviously to be back and, and feeling that energy again. That said, Look, it's more fun when those guys are involved. There's no doubt. The heel element, the Skeletor Phil look, all of it, it was more fun. And you realize that they they took away a bunch of the dark and shady and heelish characters who, you know, no, no surprise, aren't necessarily motivated post-check. But we still do miss them, don't we, House? Well, sure. And, and the funny thing is, as you began your commentary there and and you you started setting this up as as the entity with a product problem i fully expected to hear you say the pga tour because the thing that 
the Masters just showed us is we like seeing all the best players together at the same time. And wouldn't these elevated events, there are so many of them, Nate Dog. I sat and looked at the schedule to see how the rest of the year is kind of playing out because I just found it so curious that we have an elevated event right after the Masters and so many of these guys just went through such a rigorous grind, an absolute marathon. Um, I wanted it's to crazy. see. I wanted to see what, like, what's left. With the, there's still three more elevated events after this elevated event, and then the playoffs are all twenty million dollar purses. So there's a lot Why of is that money. A product problem. Here, here, it's not a problem. It's the uh, proof of concept around the notion that it would be better for there to be some kind of marriage some some kind of arrangement where um you know the the those guys are are able to play in in tour events because there's no doubt that the masters was enormously enhanced by having those players play in in the championship there's let me no, challenge you it's on that just a little bit yeah it, it, it is please please do please but do. The, the three guys who stood out are guys who have pretty deep and rich histories here. Two former winners, one guy who's been very, very close and was on the doorstep of joining an elite list of five-time major winners. I'm not sure the rest of the live guys showed out that great. For sure, but that that is an enticing proposition, pardon me, in and of itself. So Joaquin Neiman finished top 20. I was kind of touting, or did he finish top 25? He was, he was you know... In in the he acquitted himself decently, not incredibly. Cam yeah, Smith, he finished. He he, he was T sixteen. That's what I thought. Yeah, I I didn't. Uh, yeah. So Cam Smith was a bum, but Cam Smith kind of kind of kind of told well, us he was four over on set on, on his last round. So T thirty four. He told us he didn't give a shit. He kind of told us that he had been. He was fishing during the players, and he didn't know what kind of shape his game was in. I wonder yeah. if if this whole experience maybe reminded him of some competitive juices. Like those are two guys that I would expect to see at the PGA championship. And for sure at the U S open Joaquin Neiman, Cam Smith, I expect to see both those guys in the mix. I don't know what to make of DJ. Um, I'm worried that the version that you and I observed at the practice round on Wednesday, where he seemed awfully satisfied with his station in life. Full of jelly. <laughs> now, he did make the cut, at least. Uh, Look, so did Cam Smith, but they they were non-factors. I don't think you saw a single shot of theirs that mattered. I mean, you could have seen any shot by any player, which is the wonderfulness of the the, the Masters, but it, it, th- th- we were talking about Cam Smith. Is he Should he be in the big three, and is there a big four, actually? Cam Smith? They didn't show up. And and it was fine. It was super high ratings. Like I, I guess I would just argue that it was more about the Masters than anything else. Like we didn't need all of the other eighteen or let's call it fifteen other live guys outside of Phil Brooks and Patrick Reed. And, and I I think if those three guys had stayed at the bottom, I mean maybe this is not true. They're, certainly their appearance on the leaderboard mattered, but there was something wonderful and prestigious about this Masters. I just uh, look. It's not easy at this point, having taken the checks to put all these guys together. It's what's going to make the majors special four times a year. 
what I'm interested to see is if people look across the fence at live now to your point we've got so many elevated events so many chances to win big dollars does anyone who's stayed on the PGA tour look across the fence now and go that's a better place for me it's just hard to imagine at this point yeah i i think it's only guys who are in t- touch with with their mortality right their golf mortality they they are the guys looking at at how, what their career trajectory and those guys don't matter those guys yeah. are not going to matter from here. Phil matters. DJ mattered a little bit. But. Yeah. At the heart of, of, of my, uh, you know, sort of curiosity it, and, and as it relates specifically to the tour, the tour has conceded the best defense with the best players to the majors and the tour doesn't really benefit from that. Right. Yeah. They, yeah. They had no choice. I mean, I think John Rahm's a bigger star having beaten those guys now. Sure. I, I think it's going to help, but. Yeah, I, I just. Uh, well, it it's TBD. I, look, the reason I, yeah, it's TBD. I again, we to to set the table again. We heard a lot of chatter this week, and you saw it publicly and even privately, like or, or outside of Augusta. Like Norman issued a press release congratulating John Rom. There certainly was a movement towards some reconciliation and at least dialing down. The acrimony, the live bots still had their way with, you know, Phil Mickelson being better than anybody in the world and blah, 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 blah. But I I, I think we're, we're in a place where we're still going to have a cooling off period before we can get real about whether there is a harmonious way for these two tours to coexist. I do think that for the foreseeable, some guys have chosen one path, some guys have chosen the other. The PGA Tour has done enough to keep that crew and we're not going to see a whole lot of defections back and forth. It's just going to be about whether on the live side. And again, full kudos to those guys. They showed themselves well. They shut up anybody who was saying it's a joke and all those guys are going to lose their skills. We know that if somebody's playing well and beating that group of guys over there on the live tour, it means they're generally playing pretty dang well. Uh, but but I, I, I do think that the most interesting question from here is whether it's satisfying over there on the live side of the fence. Because in fairness, the bulk of the people who were in this mix and the bulk of the people who are going to be in the mix at the majors this year are sitting over on the PGA Tour side. And you have a few guys, including Phil, including Brooks, who really care about that and who really care about going head-to-head against the best and seeing how they, how they measure up. They're not doing that over on the live tour. Yeah, that's, that, that is undeniable. Well, let, let's keep moving on in the winners and the losers. I don't think that we, in our recap show Sunday night, um, did enough to extend our, our continued admiration for the combination of the Masters, its own media platform, and its relationship mm. with CBS, and that combination producing a, a first-in-class delivery of professional golf in a way that we sadly don't don't see it and can't see it at any other time through the through the rest of the year, um, it's it's such a, a, an incredible production. All of the detail, some of the things that I was reminded of as I was going through various winner and, and loser lists, they had shots at Augusta that I'm positive I've never seen before. Some a combination of the drones and also 
these um, elevated unmanned cameras that are behind the players where you can overlay a uh, shot tracer, the shape of the ball against the shape of the hole. Mm-hmm. And it it was like kind of mind blowing. It was it was versions of Augusta, like I said, that I don't think I, I've seen before. What else from the 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 presentation um, caught your eye? Well, do you do you agree with me? I I, I think I know that you do, but well, like of what, course, what else? Of course I do. Of course I do. I mean, to me, the PGA Tour should just license the technology platform from the Masters. I, I think the only hole you might throw. or or you might find in that is that we didn't get the undulation of the greens within the Masters app that you get on uh, ShotLink. And it was maybe a little bit easier, you know, in the ShotLink product than the Masters, but it didn't matter because you could see the shot of every single player from every single hole. So I I, I think the PGA Tour means well. They did a reskin of what was effectively the same data set, not a whole lot of dramatically enhanced features in in the reskin of the app in some ways i think it got better in some ways i think it probably got a little bit more confusing i appreciate that they incorporated more stats that part was super cool um on the pga tour side but on the masters app it just flowed better it just feels and i get that it costs more and you can't roll those cameras into harbor town for a week or can you <laughs> because it sure seems like the digital platform had a lot to do with the enhanced ratings this week. That I I know I think so. And our ability to consume it by streaming and the American sporting public, the worldwide sporting public's ability to stream, yes. you know, overall year over year, streaming gets better. People understand it more, more. There's a, a bigger comfort level yeah. with it. Yeah. Um, I, I did, did you not feel, I mean, you and I have walked the grounds now a bunch at Augusta. The telecast did an extraordinarily great job this year of showing what those greens are like. I mean, we're going to talk about Harbor Town this week. And, you know, the average square footage at Harbor Town of the green is like 3,700 square feet. The average square footage at Augusta is 6,400 square feet, but not where the pins are. That's so fake because the right. actual landing areas are way smaller than they're going to be at Harbor Town. And you don't really get a sense of that until you've got a camera that's low to the ground that is showing you how high up you have to put that ball on the sixth green or else it's going to roll totally back and the seventh and, 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 and. Yeah, that, that, that's exactly right. And also I always forget you know, that the pins tend to be in pretty similar positions year over year within sort of margin of error. And until I start seeing balls on the green rolling, I'm like, Oh, yeah. right. If you yeah. miss like on 14, the, the ball, you know, where the pin was, uh, Sunday, yeah. that it, shot it, Rom hit. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, so he hit it in exactly the three foot, like the, you know, the, the hula hoop that that will produce that result. If Kick you landed it, it pin high, you know, on the left side of the pin at all, it's it's forty feet away because of yes. the, the 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 way that thing bends. It's it's just wonderful. Well, I want to do um, one more winner and then and then a winner a loser that's going to be a transition into our discussion of the RBC Heritage at Harbor Town. Uh, I just want to make sure we point folks to Justin Ray's um, current work up at pgatour.com where he tries to contextualize John Rahm um, and this early stage of, of, of his career with the quantity of wins that he has, 
the quality of wins that he has yeah. and the quality in, in, in historic measures of his uh, game off the tee, his long iron game, his ability to come from behind. I mean, it's still sort of shocking, at least to me. And it was a surprise to John Rahm himself, the news that he's the first European in professional golf history to win the Masters and, and the U.S. Open. He did so coming from two shots or more behind in both of those events, which is just the rarest of rarefied air. So I, I, I wanted to make sure that we did a little more. Let's give us some more azaleas to John Rahm, Nate Dog. Yeah, it's, it's a scary thing for the rest of golf for him to have put this one under his belt because Justin Thomas talked endlessly about how the second one was harder than the first. And I do think the frustrations that we saw from Rom, not this year, but a year ago, I mean, I walked around with him at Riviera and the putter wasn't working and he was frustrated. And boy, a year later, he's bounding up the stairs, big grins, happy with his family, winning the golf tournament. The headspace that this man is in right now, I'm telling you, I've seen it in person all winter and spring is different. And now to get the confidence and just just to know that he can kill, uh, that it wasn't a one-time fluke, I, I think it's going to be dangerous. The, these are, I think he's probably already arguably, maybe inarguably a Hall of Fame golfer based on the stats that you just put out. Well, and, 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 and yeah, yeah. No, no, to, just to that point, I, I wanted to share the clincher, which is he is currently um, scoring, making birdies at a rate that surpasses the greatest rate in history, which was Tiger Woods in 2000. He is, you know, a couple uh, tenths of, of a handful of tenths uh, ahead of, of Tiger Woods. Now we're, we're, we're only one cue here with John Rahm. That is the quality of play that he is delivering at this stage of the and year. You pointed it out on Sunday. It's not like Rom made a bunch of forty footers and thirty and and was chipping in left and right. It was just methodical, relentless execution. So it'll be a fun conversation going forward about whether we really truly have still a big three or is it a big two? The transition here is yeah. the connection with the disappointment of not seeing Rory McIlroy play professional golf this week. Um, maybe hoping for kind of a bounce back thing. The Rory truthers want to see the bounce back. Um, there hasn't been, I haven't seen anything yet. You know, we're taping Tuesday night with a full explanation as to why he withdrew from the heritage it does seem like, you know, based on the rules that the tour itself promulgated that Rory is sacrificing his player impact cash. I don't think that it's really we'll going to move the needle in the in the McElroy we'll household. Well, that's another yeah. great point. We'll see whether. Yeah, Jay, yeah that's Jay's right. Jay's got discretion. He, he has said he's got discretion. I mean. I know I, I the question is like whether Rory we'll, we'll talk about. I mean. <laughs> This is too many. This was a bad call by the tour to put a big event like this right after the Masters. And as we get into our picks for this week, I, I'm going to tell you my entire strategy this week is to go with guys who didn't work hard last week because this the, the Masters is exhausting. And and this just feels like a little bit of a letdown. Jordan Spieth is speaking to what I think 
the the Rory problem is. Jordan Spieth is exhausted. He's played eight of nine. Yeah. And it's too much. These guys have to have the mental sharpness to play well. And if Jordan Spieth came into the Masters feeling like he overplayed and like he was mentally unable to focus on shots and only 50% of the time was he in the shot, imagine Rory McIlroy, who played over in the Middle East, who has also been bearing the load of being shadow commissioner through the entirety of these massive changes to the tour, getting in front of the mics every week and and doing the most talking. It, it has to be a mental strain and stress. He started to allude to it in Austin and even in the events beforehand where maybe my play is being affected by my inability to focus and I'm really looking get forward to getting back to being a player. I think it's perfectly reasonable for Rory to take a week off after a super disappointing week, try to collect himself mentally and get ready for this stretch ahead. I think that's what we're seeing here versus like a... Were you going to go to the place where do we have a bigger problem with Rory? No, no. I I think it's exactly what you're describing. It feels a little glass half full for us to fill in a blank that that Rory himself hasn't um, filled in. But, you know, all of the circumstantial evidence points to exactly what you're describing. And one of the things that you and I both uh, are, are really eager to see i'm i mean i'll be patient with the balance of this season we just put the masters behind us but the upcoming 2024 season has to have a schedule with a cadence where the guys can play because none of these guys have played this much golf in in the first quarter of any calendar year no since they were children probably ever right probably ever no well, I mean, yeah. may- maybe, but they, but they're not gonna going forward. And and I think yeah. the assumption was let's cluster all of these high dollar events together, and then with some little breaks in between. But no, th- these guys are worn out. It's it's the truth. Uh, we saw it in Shane Lowry, who has been playing every single event, not just the elevated ones. A lot of these guys who were, were not guaranteed to be in the top fifty. I'm telling you, secretly, their insecurities told them they got to play every event this spring. Because there were a couple of guys who damn near missed the the FedEx Cup last year. I mean, that's such a good. <laughs> Ricky point. Fowler was one twenty five, and the number this year now has been decided to be fifty. Or your yep. career is a little bit different. That there's yep. a lot of good golfers out there. A guy like yep. Shane Lowry, he's going to be just fine. But you know, Justin Rose last year would have missed this completely. So I I, I do think they're going to rethink this. Uh, they'll they'll take the feedback from the players just as they have. They're allowed to make a mistake, by the way. They're allowed to have overdone it. And yeah, the perfect it's fine. thing for yeah, the perfect thing for Rory to do right now is to not talk about it. Because guess who's been yeah. talking? He's been talking endlessly in front of the mic. What he needs to do is not talk. Go rest up. Work on the game. Clear your head and come back and play golf and stop feeling like. And this is not him doing anything ego driven. It's just step, you know. The, the the tour needs to not need Rory, if I can say it that way, to be in front of the microphone every week. Yeah, that 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 it's a good thing for the tour. And what it really translates into, um, essentially, is like ne- nearly a, th- a three week break now, right? Because if he's 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 skipping Harbor Town, uh, he's not. I don't think he's playing uh, in New Orleans. I know not he's not playing in Mexico. So the next no. thing that's on the calendar is the first week of May, May the 4th to the 7th, the Wells Fargo. And that's a that's an elevated event, and that's a perfectly sensible place to see yeah. uh, Rory again, right? Mexico's going to be empty. I mean, empty. 
Well, it, it'll be like some of the, you know, the, the quiet events. It'll be like the Honda, right? Tommy, I think it's going to be even worse. I mean, Tommy Two Gloves could win Mexico. <laughs> well, we're not going to go anywhere near the, the 5,000 jokes that immediately spring to mind when I think about Tommy Two Gloves in Mexico. My birdie buddies, let's tee it up on FanDuel this PGA Tour season. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. We're at the RBC Heritage this week down at beautiful Harbor Town. Everybody's catching their breath after the Masters, but you know what? There's $20 million at stake. And so we are looking at opportunities to catch a little value. Yes, we like JT Poston this week. Yes, we like Shane Lowry this week. Yes, we like Colin Morikawa this week. And you can play those guys to win outright, to finish in the top 20. We have a beautiful finishing position parlay here at Fairway Roland. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the golf action the app is so easy to use. There is a wide range of betting options and props. You've got finishing position, top 10s, 20s, and 30s, hole-in-one props, matchups, so much more. When you win, you can get paid instantly. So aim for some green and bet on the PGA Tour. Go to FanDuel.com slash and sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash R-O-L-L-I-N to get $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. FanDuel, the official betting operator of the PGA Tour. Quick disclaimer, you must be 21 years old or older and present in select states. First online real money wager only, a $10 deposit is required. The refund is issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash Sportsbook. If you have a gambling problem, you can call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hope is here. GamblingHelplineMA.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts. In New York, you call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467 467- 369 FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. In Arizona, you call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 533 533- for two, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat if you're in Connecticut. If you happen to be in Indiana, you call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In Kansas, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Louisiana, 1-877-770-STOP. In Maryland, visit www.mdgamblinghelp.org. In Wyoming, 1-800-522-4700. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. Have you ever spotted McDonald's hot? 
crispy fries right as they're being scooped into the carton. And time just stands still. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Um, but we will move right on to in and into the RBC Heritage. So this is an elevated event. This is um, a very cool venue. And it has historically been a fun way for the tour to kind of catch its breath for guys that maybe didn't have the performance that they wanted at the masters to come and, and show up and show out at this event. It's a cool little golf course. It's a Pete Dye design. It is short by tour standards and it is all strategy and, and angles that it is a rare venue on the PGA tour that takes the, the driver advantage away from the guy. So this is not a week to go play a big bomber, not, not saying that big bombers can't win, but their statistical advantage off the tee is neutralized completely at this venue. So you want to, if you want to play a big bomber, play a guy who's super good at strokes gained approach. He has that under his belt uh, uh, as well. Uh, and you and I, they, I mean, the, it, it's tree lined. It, it, it's, uh, you know, um, it's, it's coastal breezes. Um, there is in the, in the weather forecast, the potential for thunderstorms, you know, it, it's the South in the spring. So that's not really, uh, shocking. And, you know, the, the guys that have had success at this are, you know, guys that just sort of plot their way around point A. Davis loved the third five time winner. Yeah. So that, yeah, you, you have, you know, a Stewart sink victory uh alongside a jordan speed victory alongside a ct pan victory alongside a webb simpson victory so that's the kind of of story here um let's start naming some names i have well, the same inclination as you which is to avoid the guys that that were playing the masters late into sunday did cantley work hard last week <laughs> he has vociferously refuted the notion that he was slow by the way said he was waiting on every single shot and that it was slow for everyone if only there were a, were a way to look at the broadcast to look at you know to, to to measure such a thing i don't know i'm positive that some enterprising golf journalist is hot on this this case I'm yeah. also positive that Patrick Cantlay is dead wrong because his playing <laughs> partner certainly was not feeling patient or feeling like he was being held up from playing the holes. We will forever have the iconic chip on 13 by Victor Hovland while Patrick Cantlay is 100 yards away on the other side of uh, you know of, of of Ray's Creek, right? <laughs> forever. So yeah, guess it, what? I'm not I'm not playing Patrick Patrick Cantlay this week. Okay. 
Okay, so you're out. No, and, and well, here's the thing. This is there are a handful of names that I'm disinclined to play that are you know full on beware of 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 the risk situation. Yeah, before you Can't, say it, I do want to say this. We talked about incentives a lot on this podcast. There's twenty million dollars worth of incentives this week, so there's still guys who are going to put in the effort here. The, the, uh, the, all the all the guys aren't going to pack it up and and mail it in. There's a few, I'm sure, but there's a couple guys who who maybe didn't even make the weekend last week. Who, yeah, who well, certainly then, have plenty of incentive to play. Now hard. we're talking, and I didn't mean to suggest that that wasn't the case. I just think that for um, a certain class of guys that's that that were there for Masters Marathon Sunday. As soon as they sort of reach the point where they've they 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 will go in with every intention of winning the golf tournament. I know none of the guys that are showing up Thursday and playing. I don't think mindset wise are are, are already checked out. Maybe John Rahm and I wouldn't be surprised. I if think between... Spieth is out. Spieth is out. Did you see him teeing off with the cannon today? Like he's <laughs> he, he is over this shit. Yeah. Okay. Well, so so Ram and Spieth, those guys, you know, not showing up perhaps <laughs> on the first tee with the intention of of winning the golf tournament. Um, but we just want to be mindful. We're, we're saying be careful out there with the guys yes. that you might have seen late Sunday afternoon. Again, but this is opportunity. If you're paying attention, this is one of those tournaments we love, House. Where yes, if you've been watching. And paying attention to last week and the few weeks before that, it feels like there's a few things that might jump out. So what do you got? Well, I, I just want to finish the thought on Cantlay in, in terms of, you know, what you're avoiding. If you, him completely? If you don't, <laughs> if you don't want to take, if you, if you, whatever reason, he has four top seven finishes in, in five trips. And, you, you know, yeah. he lost in a playoff. He lost in the playoff last year. Jordan Spieth. Year, so, and and yeah. his ball striking is absolutely elite. It is like he's yes. in the top three with, with Scotty Scheffler. So skill wise, that that's what you're doing he has to all yourself. the makings of of a winner. Yes, a hundred a hundred percent. Uh I'm just not inclined to play him. Um it's a silly petty uh reason it to not really do is. so. But I don't want to really be in the it's so petty. I don't I don't want to root for him. That's all. I don't want to root for him this week. Maybe there'll be a week where I'll be fine with rooting for him. It's not this week. Give me some names. Yeah, I just want to point out that you rooted for Patrick Reed last week. Uh I didn't have any problem with that. Yeah, I mean, look, so there's a couple things that I'm looking at. I mean, if we're playing momentum, Russell Henley looks like a guy. He's at 45 to 1. He looked great last week at Augusta. And his final round felt like more of a charge. So I'm not sure he had to work too hard in terms of wearing the burden of actually competing. It didn't really feel like he was in, or sort of actually being in contention. It didn't feel like he was really in contention until just down the stretch and a lot of things were going to have to happen. So if you think that some of the really big names are tired, Russell Henley sitting there at 45 to 1. I, I know you're going to hate me for this, but Justin Thomas tweeted his way through the Masters weekend. He he was basically doing the same kind of commentary that we saw him doing uh, w you know, when he was a, a commentator for the match. He was doing that on Twitter. You and I always say when you can get one of the best guys in the 25 to 1 range, you're a nut job not to take it. I, I think that JT was felled more by the weather than by his shot making in hindsight coming down that that cut line. So it would not surprise me if JT with some energy goes out and has a really great week here. Why do you think that I would be mad at you for, for saying that? I think JT is the perfect kind of candidate to have success this week. And we talked about this on the recap pod. I think he was 
specifically felled by a specific like two hour stretch. Like he got mm-hmm. completely walloped by the um the onset of the of the very worst weather of the entire weekend, and he just could not get out of out of harm's way, and and it, it all fell apart for him over the 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 back nine six over mm-hmm. on on the back nine and he had to go home but that was just bad luck i don't mm-hmm. think that it, it was reflective of poor play or poor strategy he got dumped on he got cold he got wet and he couldn't fig- he just couldn't get out of it so yeah. uh i like jt quite a lot this this week i think he's exactly the kind of guy to focus on i'm kind of in a different place on the card um ma- mainly because uh I, I want to, you know, kind of, kind of pick some guys that, that they fit the category of not, um, having to extend themselves very much. One of, one of the guys I'm going to say didn't extend himself at all. Cause he didn't play in the golf tournament, but guys who, who this is a ripe picking kind of moment. And I'm looking in the first place at Tommy Fleetwood who, mm. uh, you know, had a solo 33rd at the masters. So that's good trending in the right direction, uh, top 30 at the players, top 30 at the Genesis, and then tied for third at the Valspar. With a little and, bit of a bed shit, though. Yeah. Yeah, well, sure. But that's, we're looking for for for, for kind of trending, right? This is yes. the thing. Yes. Um, He had a T10 at this venue last year, so clearly mm-hmm. comfortable. It does make sense to me with, his ball striking prowess. He, this is exactly the kind of tournament, the kind of um, opportunity where he gets his first PGA tour win, right? He still hasn't won on PGA tour, Nate dog. Yeah. It, for, it's, for, the, for the quality of golfer he is. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and I got worried at Valspar that he never is going to, because I thought that was his chance, but you're right that the game is trending well. And this is, pretty well perfectly suited for him this course isn't it it is uh another guy that i think um could be suited to this course and i know you'll like this it's ricky fowler five top 20 finishes in his six stroke play starts this year good look at at the players good look at at genesis so we we, we know that uh he he's heading the right direction there's a, a rebirth going on with with for Ricky sure. Fowler, right? For sure. And and his reconnection with one Butch Harmon. And yes. the 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 ball striking is there and what we know with Mr. Fowler, for sure comfortable at places if 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 wind is the challenge, great. W yeah. at PGA National, W uh in Scotland, W in the, in the desert. Isn't it time for for Ricky? Wouldn't this be a nice moment for him, having missed out on all of the Masters hoopla and and you know the real uh, state of the union in professional golf? Ricky Fowler had to be in in the stands for it. I like him uh, narrative wise here at this moment. Well, I don't mind it. This is usually the week already. Usually, we have Ricky, we have Jordan, we have JT. And some rotating cast member, <laughs> as as Chang was our rotate in cast member, uh, it, it historically has been Smiley Kaufman, are down at Baker's Bay yeah. doing spring break. And they're drunk and upside down on the golf carts and filming great shit. 
they've been robbed of that because of this elevated event schedule. So yes, Ricky Fowler revenge tour uh, for a week before they all, I assume, get on the jet and fly down there after this no, week. Uh, no, those and dudes got babies. They can't go down. Those, those, they can't just leave their wives. They're there. Uh, you can't grind on the golf tour and the then say, oh, have come baby. Before. Oh, okay. So they'll bring the babies. The wives have come. Yeah, yeah they're just going to bring everybody down. They're still going to go right. get drunk on the golf course. They got oh, nannies. I, I, they got, do, you, do you know how much money these guys are making? Come on. I certainly encourage it. I certainly encourage it. I do right, too. Give, I'd love to see it. Give, give, give me some more. Let, let, let's hear so, a couple look, other I, names I, up I, your I'm, sleeve. I, I, I gave you the, the guys that I feel really good on the winning side. I, Tyler Duncan's plus 450 for a top 20. He has two third place finishes in his past five starts. He finished tied for 12th last year here at this t- tournament. Uh, so I, I think he, this is one of those horses for courses. Uh, JT Poston, he's 38 under par over the past four years at this venue. One miss cut, but a T3, T6, T8. And if you followed closely, he also made a, a hole in one on a par three in the practice round today. Admittedly, it was a par because his first shot dunked. <laughs> so it was technically a, a hole par. in three. Yeah. But but uh, this is a course that really suits J.T. Poston. And, and the last one I'll just say, and I know this is a little non-traditional, but uh, uh, give, given all the characteristics of the course, uh, Gary Woodland's playing good golf again, and he's been very quiet. And his odds right now, like his winning odds are something like 125 to 1. Gary Woodland's not going to win this golf tournament, but he played very well last week at the Masters, a second-shot course. The putter seemed pretty good. I would be surprised if Gary Woodland doesn't top 20 this week. So that's fun. Here's the thing. I love Gary Woodland. I love the direction that his game is is headed in. I'm saving two guys for the PGA Championship uh, at, Oak Hill at Oak Hill in Rochester, New York. Gary Woodland is one of them, and Cam Young is the other. And uh-huh. I'm going to play both of those guys at the uh-huh. PGA and and depending, like you know, if if they stay basically where they're at right now, I'm playing them in everything. That the, what yeah. we're what we're seeing is like these majors, um, you know, are are they 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 require that 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 mix that we that we're seeing right now out of out of Woodland with a good performance um, at at the Masters and just Cam Young has all of it. So I'm not Can playing either something? one of them. Go ahead. Since you're talking about the PGA. And I completely agree with you about these two guys. Right now, would you bet Phil to make or miss the cut at the PGA? Man. I haven't done one lick of work on Phil Mickelson's past performances at Oak Hill. I just can't recall how how he's done there. He's probably played it professionally. I mean, obviously, the PGA Championship was there. Uh, That was the one that Jason Duffner won, right? Mm -hmm. I just haven't really started that research. It's a close call for me. It's a close call. It's a, it's the most interesting bet at the moment, I think. Yeah, Augusta is such a radical, radically different venue right. than any other venue, and guys and really. Amy was up. there first time they'd seen Amy in a couple of years. Yeah, like there was all of these things conspiring to 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 make it happen. He didn't talk much. I don't know. I my guess is if you. And and we like to send positive energy out into the world house. But my guess is, if you're a doubter, these are the best odds that you're going to get to bet against Phil for the PGA. 
to miss. I, the I cut. only would, I would only mess with make the cut, miss the cut. I don't, I don't, because it, yeah, it, no, that's it, what I mean. So, the, the, but I'm saying the, like I wouldn't bet him finishing position. I wouldn't bet him top twenty, no, no, top no, thirty. No. Like it's just no, 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 no way to really have no, a no. feel. If you're going to bet against Phil, it, th- th- this would be the time to do that because I think everybody's pretty high on Phil right now, and and I think if you just dial out and think about the. Again, what happened after Kiowa, uh, th- this man may may be resurrected uh, uh, every every so Easter or so, <laughs> and not much else. <laughs> maybe maybe so April May is 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 his jam. Well, although you know, PGA's in May. Um, I'm so glad that you mentioned JT Poston because he is on my card, and we're doing a same game parlay here. Your friends at Fairway oh, nice. rolling. We're just trying to take. You know, we want everybody to drink responsibly. But if you take, you know, one $10 beer um, and bet it in this in this parlay, we have three legs to it. JT Poston, I put him um, in what I hope is a very comfortable position for him. I just we just need him to top 30. You went through. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I know. It's not, we're not really asking for very much. He, he not In addition to his stellar performance at, at this venue, he's also we know he's in good form. He tied for 10th at Valspar. JT Poston, he won his group at the, at the match play, and and he he you know made the cut, and I think he finished top thirty at the. I mean, uh, he finished. Uh, I don't remember the number where he, but he made the cut at the Masters. So we'll just leave it at that. Um, the other two names, and this is going against slightly. T thirty four, baby. He tied thirty four. There we go. Or Cam Smith. Okay, Cam Smith. Excuse me. Fine, Cam. fine, great. Um. The other two legs, we're playing a top ten, a top twenty, a top thirty. We're doing a little finishing position parlay here you're good friends at fairway rolling colin morikawa is my top 10 play and i warned you before we started podcasting that uh you know i I have something that you might find curious that you might laugh at even um he quietly had a successful masters he never really threatened to win the Masters, but I don't think he expended a whole ton of energy. I think he no, just, just like this last is year. a guy who, well, last year he finished f- tied for fifth, which is pretty good. And I think he did expend some energy because he was paired with Rory and Rory was making that incredible charge all mm-hmm. the way down to a solo second. Um, okay. The reason that I'm interested in Morikawa is because it's apparent that he's trying to find something he's in search of. They've, he's played seven stroke cut events. He's uh, finished in the top 13 in five of them and then missed the cut in the other ones. He has missed the cut in the ones that I've picked him in. I don't want him to miss the cut for all our birdie buddies in this one. No. I do like the setup for him. He's played this event three times, made the cut all three times, has a top 10. The top 10 wasn't last year. Um, but in terms of, of the, the profile for this place, a guy that's not massive off the tee, that is an elite ball striker. And the only thing with Morikawa, and you know right away, um, is whether he's, it's a good putting week or a bad putting week. That's the only thing Correct. holding him back. Another guy that kind of fits the category of guys that we were inclined to shy, shy away from, but I just can't do it, is Shane Lowry. And Shane Lowry is my plug for the top 20 spot in this three-leg parlay. His mastery of Pete Dye courses is unparalleled. He has yes. a, a significant advantage 
over the field in terms of you know the number of rounds that he's played. If you measure the rounds and and what he does on on Pete Dye golf courses, um, and 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 this particular venue, he has a slew of of top tens at the event. Um, he was there. I adore this parlay you've put together. Wow. Okay. I mean, it, I really do. I tried to get something a little bit classy. You know what I mean? It's, top 10, it's top classy. 20, top 30. And we know the risk of, of, of Morikawa. We know the risk of, of Shane Lowry, but I feel like Shane Lowry can close his eyes and get around a Pete Dye course. Um, and it's just a question of, of how his touch is around the green. Um, this parlay pays out better than 20 to one. So that's why you just take one $10 beer. It's a tall boy. And you try and turn it into to you know two hundred. That that's all we're asking. Doesn't feel like yep. you know. I love it. You, try and turn it into twenty. That's all I'm saying. It's it's ten that becomes two hundred. So um, that's it from from your your good friends here at Fairway Roll. And hopefully we hit on any any other names that you wanted to touch on. No, not after that brilliant parlay you just handed out. That let's okay. go. Well, let's do now it. Now you got now I got the energy to watch this thing this week and <laughs> it's a fun let's watch. Just hope I... these, yeah, it is. I just hope these guys have the energy to play it. All right. Well, fingers crossed. There's a lot of guys that didn't play in the Masters that will have energy to come out and they very much like um a gigantic twenty million dollar purse. So it's setting up for for a great week. We just have to catch our breath. That's all, Nate Dog. And that is all my Eagle Enthusiasts, my par saving pals, my birdie buddies. Hopefully, this feels like a little bit of a bonus edition of the Fairway Rolling. You saw us and heard from us all week last week. Hopefully, you're not sick of us. We'll be back next week. We'll give you a breather. We want to recap what's happening at this event. We want to talk about at least every year they come up with a great menu for the New Orleans thing. So, we'll go definitely run through that. We won't have Dave Chang on because he hates po' boys. Uh, no. And he, well, he said. He, he told us. I mean, it was on. He, he put it out there. Dave Chang, food take. and And... Hopefully not uh, unintentionally creating enemies of the good people of New Orleans, but um, we're not enemies. He of likes New other New Orleans food. He, he ate really a lot does. of New Orleans food at the Masters. Come he on, really I mean, did. he was yes. Yeah. So did we. Delicious. But that's it, my birdie buddies. It is prime golf weather. Hopefully, you are able to get out and throw a peg in the ground. Thanks to our producer Eduardo Campo, and we'll be back next week. In the meantime, please hit him straight out there. <laughs> 